Welcome to Breakfast At, a podcast dedicated to creating safe, no-judgment spaces for individuals to speak and be heard, engage and reflect, all while eating breakfast at some of the best locally-owned spots in town. Welcome to the Breakfast App Podcast. Um, grateful to have you. On. Yeah, no worries, man. You know, uh, we were talking about Josiah's, and so it's funny that Josiah's has been the location we've used since I think we've started this. And a lot of it comes back to when we first moved. When I, I remember when we first moved to Sioux Falls, Josiah's was a location that was off over in Eighth and Railroad. Oh, thank you, thank you man. And it was a small, much smaller location. Right. I mean, like a quarter of what this space is right now. Yeah. Oh. Much? Well, it'll work. The good thing is that you can you can drink it. Yeah. There's nothing worse than getting coffee, and then you ruin your tongue and everything on that first sip. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, in a sense, Josiah's has been a location that has had a lot of, had a huge impact on us because it's allowed us to enjoy really good food, great company, good people. Uh, we've met several people who've worked here in, in, in passing. You know, it's been a hub and a staple, I think, for Sioux Falls for a while. Really? Um, and yeah, they just continue to do really, really good food build the atmosphere and they keep remodeling this place like every other year or every year and like expand on it and grow it so it's surprising you've never heard of this place I've never heard of this place ever and the funny thing I was like because I, I used to be a uh, underground utility locator and oh. part of, yeah I was 17 years yeah, okay. yeah, and so I've worked for back then um, CenturyLink and and uh, in Excel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, that was easy, wasn't it? See, I, I like that. So, just a heads up: when you come out to Sioux Falls and you come to Joe Science, utensils are not given to you. There is an awesome location with the beverages uh, next to the bar where you can actually pick up your silverware and your napkins and, you know, all of the other accoutrement you may need for your uh, dining experience. It's you a, have to accept responsibility. You have to Because why be wasteful? If they're going to give you a fork and you not use it. That's true, and you get to pick it up yourself. So I, I think I just scared the hell out of those girls. You know, because uh, if... One of them is. <laughs> What'd you do? Looking at me. Looking at me because sometimes when people look at me, they don't expect this to come out. That's fair. That's fair. And, <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, they just, they, they didn't know. They just walked in front of me and they were grabbing silverware. Right here. Thanks, sir. They're grabbing silverware and I'm like, uh, Everything else over. Can I get some butter? Did I miss the butter or something? Uh, I'll bring you some. I appreciate you. And, Thank you. And so when I said, would you grab me a fork, please? And they go. And I was like, <laughs> I said, and a knife. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm just doing me. Yeah, that's, I'm just doing me. That's wild. Yeah, so that is something unique about You're amazing. Joe Sias. Yes. I don't know next time. Thank you. No, that's it. So, Joe Sias is unique in that every time you show him, they don't provide you silverware. They just provide a place for you to go. Yeah, that, which I think is I know. Cool. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is... You. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What's no, funny? But the funny thing is, I guarantee you, I will be back. I, I will. I, I know me. When when I see something, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll be back. That's yeah. good. And and That's the, good. and uh, it'll it'll be me and Brandy, and you know, just trying to get away for a minute. There you now, go. Look at that. We just introduced another person. Right. To the amazing Devil. location. Because <laughs> I was because I looked it up. I was like, just coffee house. I'm like, what is that? Right. And then I, uh, of course, you know, I Googled it. And since I have my my locating ability, I was like, oh, I know where that is. Evidently not. Because <laughs> I'm coming down coming down Minnesota, yeah. and I go, um, I'm going to make this go west on 12, no, go east on 12th Street. And, uh... There's no 12th Street. Oh shit! So I gotta go. Well, all the way. <laughs> yeah, so I go because that church is right there. So I go down. I hit 11. I come back up. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. You made it. What's up, Siri? Uh, hey. <laughs> Joe Sias. <laughs> yep. No, it's all good. This this has been a yep. Good to see you guys, though. Likewise, man. Likewise. Happy to see you. No, no, because I was talking to her two days, and I was asking about you. Yeah. And then, next thing I know, I see your vehicle, and I'm like, oh, I gotta say something. No, I said, okay. What's up? Yeah. Yep. What made me yep. so happy is that you both mentioned this conversation to me, because he told me the day that it happened, and then I saw you at the gym the next day. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, I don't know, I don't even remember. I think I said something like, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you hear that out of that voice, like, you know who you are. Right. <laughs> no, it was immediate. I was telling you, I was like, yep. As soon as I heard the voice, I was like, yo, you know what I haven't seen this dude in forever. I was grateful. I was really grateful. Because, again, like, you know, I, I, I come out, I come from a place where the people that I've met are usually fast friends and since I've been in the Midwest, I've had to learn how to reevaluate the people that are in my life. And to my benefit, I think, because I'm not, I'm very, I'm very intentional about the people I have in my, in my life, in my circle. Yeah. Because I have a lot of things that I want to do, a lot of projects that I'm working on and want to create. And I want to be around creative people. And, you know, not that it's a bad thing. I just, what I was telling before is that I had. I have very little male role models, mm -hmm. right? But a lot of them. I don't really have male friends in my life that are, you know, doing their own thing. Or, you know, um, people that I can connect with on a regular basis that that I can hold, one that hold me accountable. Right. And that seek any, you know, um, 
conversation with me or you know, seek each other's counsel. I've, I've struggled to find that. And it's been weird because, like, for what it's worth, you've been in my life in this interesting way in my, in my search for myself, my looking to grow as a person. And well, you, thanks, bro. Right, yeah, but that's the real thing. I like that. You know what I mean? But, and you are a reflection of something I've never had, which is the success of black men. Damn. Dude. Life. I, I, I don't know. Took, took me a long time to get here. Took me a long time to get here. What, what, what I learned is sometimes where you grow up, and it is not sometimes, it's where you grow up, depending on how that lifestyle is, that's what you believe is normal. Right. So right. where I grew up, Everybody smoked weed, everybody drank, everybody partied. Okay. That, that was what? my lifestyle because that everybody did it, so that was my normal. But as I got older, and kind of like you made a statement about friends and acquaintances, so the same type of friends I had when I was a kid, I was attracted to those same type of people as, as I got older. All the way through, yep. most of my adult life, I, I kept hanging around the same type of dudes, not doing shit, dating the same type of chicks, not doing shit. Um, and my 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 life be, was stagnant. I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't doing nothing. It was the same. It was repetitive. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you're just there. You're you're not. What they call it? You're not living life; you're just living. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I didn't really start. Excuse me. Yep, yep. I didn't really start living life until I hit my forties. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I had to, and I'm 57 now. Wow. Thought she was still forty, man. Jesus. Well, well, yeah, right. <laughs> Stop it. But I had to start looking. What can I do to make myself better? When I started focusing on me, everything changed. Everything changed. You don't, I didn't see it, but I'm gonna go here. Okay. I did some things 20 years ago. Safe space, man. And I was tired. I was tired. I was I can't do this shit no more. I, I can't do this no more. I was sitting in jail in Michigan. And I know I had a warrant here. And I was I was sitting in jail, I was doing six months in Michigan. It was just kind of shit. Yeah. So it wasn't nothing bad. I was just stupid and under the influence and I was sitting there and I was like, man, gotta be a better life than this. It has to be a better life than this. And I told myself that day, I was sitting, oh, I'm sitting in jail, and this guy walks up to me. He actually thought I was my cousin. Okay. 
And I, he looked me square. He was like, man. Because a lot of people thought me and my cousin were the same person. I don't know how, bro. Okay. He was like, uh, how's Ian, man? I haven't seen Ian in uh, forever. Man, I mean, He's talking to you. Yeah, he's talking to me. As if he is talking to, to my cousin Jamie. About you. Right. Ooh, he's man, like, that's man. Gotta be crazy. He's like, man. He's like, man, I haven't seen Ian in forever. And I'm like, I'm Ian. And he was like, no, man, what's up? Now, evidently, this dude been in jail forever. He was just actually there at the county because he had raked up another charge while he was in prison. And they, they was arraigning whatever. So, now, like, all in this same breath. He said, hold on, hold on, hold on. And he turns around and he looks at the, uh, the trustee came past uh, and he said, hey, man, he said, uh, hey, give this to my boy. And he hands him a kite, you know, a jail kite. And I'm like, your boy? He's like, yeah, my son. My son is down here. And it was literally like somebody, it, I'll never, it was like somebody reached out the air and just said, smack, and just smacked me across. And it was like, ooh, you know, light bulbs, and it was like multiple light bulbs, and I was like, what the? I said, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I remember telling everybody, I said, I will never, ever come back to this fucking place again. Ever. And of course, you guys go, oh, Mufalo, I'll see you, I'll see you in a couple weeks, blah blah. blah. Yep. No, you won't. Yep. So I wound up doing like four months. Yeah. They let me out. I told my mom. I said she had already been watching my boy because I was single parent. She was already watching my boy, and I was like, hey. Uh, Mom, I have to do this. I have to start with a clean slate. Yeah. And um, I said, I gotta go back to South Dakota. I said, I have to get this done. So, jumped on a Greyhound, came out here. Remember when Greyhound was right down on Russell? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, not, it wasn't great. What was it called out here? Yeah, it it's not Greyhound out here. It's something I yeah. can't remember. I, but, I remember. It's Greyhound. It's yeah, yeah. Like but, Imperial Line or something. Yeah, it's something yeah. weird. So, get off the bus. Walk over to the jail. Walk over to the jail. Walk in. I'm like, yo, my name's Ian Fleming. I think you guys got a warrant for my arrest. Blah blah. And uh, I'm gonna tell you how how life. People have all their reasons, and I, I'm going to jump in and tell you, yeah. people have all their reasons why things happen. Yeah. God, karma, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It, this is when I knew I was, I was meant for this to happen. I go to jail. They let me out. I called my ex. She let me come stay with her. They, they bonded me. Um, I know, I know I'm going to do it with my record. I was, I was, I thought I was going to the court. I, I did. I go to court. I finally go to court. Judge Stevens. 
never forget it. Judge Stevens is the judge. He didn't give nobody breaks. He didn't give nobody breaks. There was no time to go home and get your shit in order. You were remanded into custody right then, right there. He didn't care if your stuff was in order or not. I went to court and I stood in front of him and he said, Mr. Fleming, you've been charged with this, 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 blah, blah, blah. How do you plead? I said, guilty. He said, you have anything to say? I said, no. I said, just, I did it. Just do what you got to do so I can be done. And he looked at me. <laughs> he looked at me and he said, you know, Mr. Fleming, you're the only guy. I was the last case that day. He said, you are the only man that has stood in front of me and taken responsibility for what they did. And he said, uh, you, you got a job? He said, do you have a job? And I said, well, I, I just got one, um, and uh, I've been working a little bit. I work for e, uh, ELM locating, blah, blah, blah. And he said, uh, you got work release. And he said, this is no, he said, I was, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, I was about to send you to the penitentiary. But you stood in front of me and you took responsibility for what you did. And you are the only person out of all the cases that I've seen all day that has actually taken responsibility. And he said, with that being said, he said, you got 90 days work release and blah, blah. Wow. I, people, people were shocked. They were like, what the? They like, he never does that. This judge never does that. And I'm like, really? It's like, normally, you go straight to jail. There is no, there is no if, ands, and buts. There is no, get your orders. He said, he said, Mr. Fleming, go home, get your son together, find a place, have him ready, and, um, and then show up at the work release. Now, it goes a little farther. Now, being a locator, I'm in multiple places all day. Right. I'm at 20, 30 different places all day. So, he, um, work release told me I couldn't go. They said, because we can't track you. You have to call us when you get there. You have to call us when you leave. I said, dude, I'll be at 20, 30 different places all day. I said, call a judge. Evidently, they did. They didn't, they didn't say nothing else to me. I was the only person in there. I could leave what I want. I could come back what I want. Which I didn't. I didn't overdo it. I, I just did me. And I, I finished it. When I tell people that story, they're like, "There's no way that happened." At that point, that was that was my reasoning for becoming who I am. Because for whatever reason, all of that happened. I believe that happened for me to be here now. It, it was my catalyst. It was my catapult. It was my shot to be where I am. I had that opportunity to either do what I need to do. And since then, I mean, it, it hasn't always been pretty. Sure. 
so. You know? Gotta go back to jail. This is huge. I thought I was I'll never go back. <laughs> I know that shit. Ever. Ever. And some of the things that have happened to me, the people that I've met, that I went from being a nobody to being a state manager for a utility company. I went from making $9 an hour when I was a regular locator to making 90K a year. You know, yeah. then I quit, I quit smoking in 2011 and I got really big. I got like 220 pounds. I got huge. And then I started working out. Yeah. So, and now, then there's now. Right, right, right. Just that journey. I found out that real people have really small circles. I don't have time for bullshit. I don't, I don't want to be everybody's friend. Right. I'd rather have, have my grandfather say twos and fews then I can give them more instead of I want to be everybody's friend. I, I have a few people that I associate with. We see each other, we hang out, and then some we don't. But when we do, we hang out. But I, I, I have kids. I have a wife. That's where all my attention goes. That's, um, it is affirming in so many ways because that's been, it's been something I also had to confront moving out here was, you know, I was so used to the fair weather friends. So used to the, the quick friends, the people who... What's up, man? Yeah. What's up, man? Yeah. We, we drinking tonight? We drinking, we can... What are we getting What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> But that's a that has that has been a, a theme in a lot of my earlier life. Yep. And I didn't recognize it because, like I said, you know, you don't recognize it when you're in it because the people that you're with. Normal. That's your normal. That's your normal. That's what you're used to. Yes. Yes. So, from what I see in you, Carl. It's like a snake, bro. Shed that, shed that old skin. When I see people now that I used to have, hey man, where you at? I live over there. We're over there, over there. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I live over there. Man, where you been, man? I just been working, bro. Hey, we ought to hang out. All right, hit me up. Then I just try to move. You know, not not move, but I, I I'm not rude to people, but that's 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 not my lifestyle. I, I have more important things to deal with. Right, and it, it's been it's been interesting seeing how the amount of people that I have in my life now are, for the most part, some of the most substantial people that have made the biggest impacts in where I'm where I'm looking to be for myself. And, and it has. I've, I've been more attentive towards the intentions people have. I've been very, like, I have been more 
concerned about people's intentions in my life, in my relationships, and I have anything else. And I've noticed how that's changed a lot of the dynamics in people's relationships. That those who stick around, who are there to help, genuinely there to because they care. They're, they're there for. They know that we have a mutual partnership, and it's not just about let me get something from you. Right. You got something for me. It's it's about hey, how can I help you yep. out of this? Not just about me now. And it's it's been different because yeah, I've noticed a lot of people don't hang around me, and I'm cool. Now. I'm like, all right, hey, it's all right. <laughs> Not mad. That's that. What's that old saying? Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Yep. Yep. Because I like doing me. A lot of people can't say that. Like the routines and, and things that they find themselves in, like they're very frustrated, but they're also choosing to not do anything about it. Uh, one thing about me is that I think one of my most important jobs in this world is being a parent. I love being a parent. I love that. I love it. Sometimes I want a Homer Simpson, all of them, just like, <laughs> you know, sure. go down the, sure. go down the road and just, so my, my 12 year old is, she, she's on, she's on a mission right now and I just had to take her door off last night and take all her makeup and the laptop, is, I mean the tablet is left on the, on the kitchen table at night and because she's on a mission. I mean, that's okay. I said, I got you. But I went over this thing with her. I went over this yesterday with her. I, 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 saw, this, I saw this TikTok. It was this uh, karate instructor. He, he's a mentor to kids. I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the, the dude with the yep. gray beard. Yep. And he was explaining to his son. He was explaining to this young man about... The burden that parents carry with taking care of them. And he was talking about how, you know, your dad goes out, works every day, and he deals with all this stuff, and he has to worry about feeding you, taking care of you, paying the bills, and and then, then the relationship between him and his mom, because relationships are not easy. I don't give a damn what nobody says. That is a whole nother job. It is a whole nother job. And and then with that, you have to pile on everything that you do, which is the child. So your dad already has all this, carrying all of this on his back, this, this load of life. Because life has a tendency to step in and screw everything up. And then you come along, then the child comes along and does all this little silly shit, getting in trouble. And so what the guy had him do, had his dad get down in a push-up position and told the kid to lay on his dad's back. And he said, now imagine all this burden on your father. And every time he, he'd say Zeus, and every time he'd do Zeus, his dad would do a push-up. And he said, you see the strain that your father is having as he's doing that push-up? And he says, so now, while your dad is doing the push-up, help him with the push-up. Put your arms under his and push up with him. And when he did that, he said, do you see the difference? Do you see the difference in the strain that your father has? So I did that with my kids last night. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, I just had to have a long talk and 
my, my daughter got beside herself and thought that uh, because I jumped all in her ass for telling me, well, the reason I got I didn't pass my test was because I didn't study. I said, well, why didn't you study? Because I didn't want to. And I just, I'm like, what the fuck? So she decided to go to school and tell on me. To the, yeah. Yeah, which, no big deal. So I told her, since you want to involve other people, let's do this. Let's have a meeting. This was the next day. Let's have a meeting with those same people you decided to tell on me. And we just kind of took it there and she found out that she was being a dick and that daddy's <laughs> not going to change because, like I said, where'd you get those shoes at? You. Where'd you get all those clothes? You. Who fed you this morning? You. Where'd you get the... You. I said, yeah, because I don't see nobody in here doing shit for you. Nobody but me. So... <laughs> you tell Yeah. And, and you, you call yourself going to come tell on me? Yeah. I said, tell you what. I said, now, when I was a kid, if I would have did that, huh. oh. my mom would have whooped my ass from out the principal's office <laughs> all the way through the parking lot. And then every time she would have thought about it, she would have reached over and smacked me. I can't believe you did that. Smack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, you have no idea how good you have it. But yeah. I think that analogy last night, I, 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 I think it clicked. Yeah. I, I, I really do. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty in shape dude. And my daughter weighs, uh, she said 120 pounds. Okay. And I was, I was racking them out at first. And then, and I, and I said, so take your weight and take Jason's weight and take uh, Lil Bit's weight and take Tavia's weight. And I said, pile them on top of everything else we have to deal with, plus just us getting along. You know, and having to work. And I said, you know my mom is sick. And me having to go home every month to go take care of her and spending money and not making money. I said, take all that shit together. And she started crying. So hopefully it will. But hopefully, I, I know it's not because none of us are perfect and I know she's still gonna have a problem. But, like you said, she is strong. But it's like that, that reality check, like, oh shit, that's still a human too. Right. That is that is probably one of the most tangible ways I think you can introduce that burden to a child, to a youth who doesn't understand anything other than the physicality or the physical yeah. world. And An being able to introduce analogies it. that they can understand. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, this is my favorite. I hope you like it. I started okay. this one with my kid. My, I started this one with Damien. When Damien was a teenager, he used to have same type of issues. And I told him, I said, Damien, I said, if you had to go down an alley and it was pitch dark and you knew that that alley had big potholes in it with a lot of water and mud, you got on brand new Jordan. You got brand new, you have on brand new Jordan. White. Jordan. Yeah, white, brand new white Jordan. And you know the only way you can get home is to walk through that alley. You have a choice. You can either walk through that alley 
or you can go to the Ace Hardware next door, grab a flash, buy a flashlight, and use that flashlight to get around some of those holes. I said, so would you go through that alley without the flashlight or with the flashlight? He said, I would go get the flashlight. I said, well, I'm your flashlight, fool. I'm your flashlight. You know, I'm your flashlight. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to stop you from falling in every hole, but I can stop you from falling in some of them. And you can help teach them how to be better at navigating those potholes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And and I have and I don't know how I came up with that one day. That's good though. But that's good. You know, it's a good thing when your kid calls you and tells because he's told me, he was like, Dad, I get it. I get it. He said, I I may not have, have agreed. I may not have agreed with how you did some things, but I understand. So it's something about the burden of truth. You we all have it. Right. You can't we teach all get somebody it. you can't teach somebody something they don't understand because there's a there's an experience that they are missing that they until they gain the experience you can't right. really understand and grasp it. And so there's always that barrier. You as the parent, we as the elders always have this burden of truth that you can't share. We can share it to the extent at which you need. But they won't get it until they live it. Yes. And sometimes we, at least from what I've seen on the outside, because I am not a parent yet. Yeah. But to see some of the struggles parents have in trying to convey these things and just the, the strength, the stress. That it's comes not easy, from. dude. But I love it. I love going to the little concerts and then they see you and out there and they go you know what I'm saying yes. and you take those cheesy ass pictures yeah. of them yeah. standing up there like this yeah. trying to <laughs> right, trying, <laughs> you know yeah. and like I said that acknowledgement of when they see you yeah. if they're already up there and they yeah. see you come in and they don't care if they're in the middle of a song or not, they still go. <laughs> that's 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 the to me the the, the best part of life, dude. I mean, it, to me, it's satisfaction, just and you just it's like something that you love that you're ne never gonna give up on. Kind of like me and working out. Yeah, you know. Something I'll never stop doing. What was it about working out that got you to that place? And what is it that what is it that drove you to be as consistent on it? Like what is that driving factor? Being healthy. Yeah. And looking looking good, being feeling good, being good. Mm. Looking good, feeling good, being good. Because they can all go hand in hand. And it really doesn't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. As long as you think you look good, as <laughs> long as you feel good, and as long as you know you are good, yeah. everything else is irrelevant. And would you say that working out helps the, because being good, the concept of being good to me is always like, you know, making the right choice, right? Being, being attentive to the decisions you're making and how they affect you and other people around you. Would you say that working out shows and emphasizes the, the point of that, why that's so important. For me? Yeah. 
Mine, I think mine's a little simpler. Okay. I have an addictive personality. I, I, I have a very addictive personality. My dad was alcoholic. Um, and I always, and I know I've had times in my life when I've been out of control. So I just, I had to find something that was good for me that I can, I can put in my life and I can continue to do. And, and that's, that's how simple it was. I, I, I started doing insanity. Okay. That sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, that like was it. Beach body? Yeah, beach body. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I started like lifting because I said when I quit smoking, I gained all that weight. <laughs> smoking cigarettes? You yeah. Smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I smoked for 25 years. Ooh. Yeah, okay. and and one day I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. And it was just it was it's kind of funny. It was that easy. It was I I just. I feel that. My, my ex-husband gave that to me, too. He's like, you got to quit smoking or you got to move out. And I'm like, well, so I quit smoking. Yeah, and, and it was, I didn't have a big issue. It was, I had I have had this plan, but I had thought about it. And I was like, well, I'm going to stop smoking. Uh, and I think it was like, it was somewhere in, sometime in December or yeah. January. And I was like, well, uh, after I finish this pack, I'm not going to oh, yeah. buy anymore. But me knowing how, who I am. Uh, yeah, that shit ain't gonna work. So one day, I had a bag of cigarettes, Newports, of course, Newports, <laughs> baby. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah. I think I had two cigarettes left in the case, in the pack. Yeah. And I had like a half in my hand, kind of like the whole jail thing. I was just like, I'm done. And I just crumpled the pack up, threw it away. Haven't bought a pack since. And then I got really big, and my mom said, ooh, you're fat. And I was like, oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> and so then I started working out. And that was like 2010, 2011. Okay. And I started working out. And it's, 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 been, it's been really good for me. I, I have met a lot of amazing people in the gyms that I have gone to. Yeah. I mean, just, and not people that I hang out, just people that, I have met people that I only talk to at the gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and then and then I'll see them, so, hey, what, what up, Rick? How you doing, man? Yeah, I've been seeing you, blah, 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 blah. But that's, that's the extent of it. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to hang out, we're not trying to be buddy-buddy. Uh, just acquaintances. Yeah. And, and, and I like that. And then, I ran into Fit Body, <laughs> and that has been a whole nother journey. Yeah, that has definitely been different. <laughs> what? I said I can only imagine for you. It was been different. Watching their expansion. Right. You look like you have a question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'd see you again. I'm trying to. I don't want to make it seem so formal, but you know. What I've noticed for me is I don't have much of an addictive nature. And I've, and I've been talking to her about this on and off, how I feel, not envious, because envious is probably the wrong word, but I feel like those who have, like, you know, the OCDs, the addictive habits and these things, have, like, a superpower. 
because it is it is a it is a, a way of being able to be attentive to something and almost forcibly putting yourself in this thing and engaging in it. And I feel like because I'm not because I'm not so like just retentive about it, just so trying to get it that I, I struggle to I can draw. Really? Please share. Please. What I see. Yeah. From talking to you. Yeah. You're searching. Yeah. You're looking. You're you're what's that 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 old saying? You're trying to find your worth and what you're supposed to do in this life. Yeah. How are you supposed to live this life? I found out that I'm a servant. Okay. I'm a servant. I always have been. That's what makes me happy. I serve people. So what you're doing, you're, you're looking for it. You, you don't know what it is yet. So yes, you, you have that, you have that drive, that that OCD-ish, or as you want to put it. You, you have it, you just don't see it like what it, how you see everybody else. Because this, this trek that you're on to get to where you're going, to find your spot, Look how you're doing it. It's unending. Yeah. You keep, you're going from, from this is what I see. Yeah. Just from the short amount of time that I've known. Because we've talked a couple times, yeah. even at the gym. You're going from here to here to here to here to here. Yeah. You're looking for it. So you still have the same drive. It's, it's, it's just, it's just narrated differently. Yeah, so, it's not, it's not Morgan Freeman, it's you now. <laughs> 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 no, it's true. <laughs> it's just funny. You know, so yeah. you, you you have it. I see what you mean. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I, I guess it, it because it doesn't look familiar. Right. It's hard for me to see that. So so like yeah, and you're looking at everybody else, but look at how you're trying to find you. Yeah. Yeah. You're not stopping. No. It's it's constant. And you're going from here to here. To here, to here. Like, okay, okay. Kind of, kind of. I'm okay, but uh, I, I still don't feel right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move over this way. Yeah. And, okay, that's a little bit better. Yeah. But let me try this. So you, you, you're doing it your way, yeah. but you're still doing it. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, I appreciate that. Because it, it's hard to look at it and... I guess, as they say, it's hard to see the progress from the inside out. Yeah. From here, it looks like I am lost. It feels like I'm struggling to find a place, even though, you know, these pockets of, of opportunities I'm, I'm building and creating on, you know, they seem, they seem minuscule in the grand scheme at which I'm maybe trying to find it. But they're all, they're all, they all are. Right. Because you're not where you want to be. No. When you get to where you want to be, you'll stop looking. And you don't want to ever stop looking. I see. You don't ever want to stop looking. Ian, what what are you trying to do better this year? Be a better person. Every day. Yeah. Every year. It's all about making me better. Yeah. That, that means reading a, a, a book a month. 
if that means working out more, if that means talking to you guys, I'm always trying to make a better me. Because a better me means better lifestyle, better family, better kids. It's a trickle effect. We're in this group called Leaders of Tomorrow, and that's their tagline, a better you is better for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I'm always trying to make a better me. Because you wouldn't like the old me. The old me was a monster. And but, I think you have to grow in order to yeah. be able to say that, because if you can't say the old me, the old me was horrible. I know, <laughs> shit, sometimes I don't even want to be me. Sometimes I wish I could leave me and just go. <laughs> Sometimes you need a break from you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and, and that's another reason why I work out. That's my, that's my go away time. That's, you know, I, I love, I love coming to Fit Body. I love coming to Fit Body and work out. But I also need time by myself, yeah. when there's nobody else around, and people say, man, why don't you go to the shed? I said, because usually if I go to the shed, there's somebody going to walk in, and I don't want to talk. I need, I need my half hour, 45 minutes for just me. I, I, gotta re I need to reboot, you know? I need to reboot and, and, and get ready. Like, Brandy even knows, Sundays? Are Sundays and Wednesdays are my time, and I don't mean my time, but I have a certain block of time. I go work out. I work out anywhere I want to. Like now, I actually go work out with Stacy, Joe, and Tang. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a California call. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I, I work out with Stacy, Joe, and Tang, and I mean it's different. We just but like-minded people, we're all trying to do the same thing. You know. Next. So habitual things. What would you say it takes to make a habit stick? And what are some? What are some things a person can do for working out, for finding their people, for whatever it is that they're trying to do in the trajectory of growth? What are some things that a person can help and compound that habit to make it sustainable? Find out what's important to their self. What, what's important to them. Yeah. What's important to them. I mean, the whole working out thing is kind of like quitting smoking, quitting drinking, being able to only have a couple beers and not get shit faced. It's it's <laughs> yep. you have to find out what's important to you. You know? Some people say first thing you hear everybody say about working out, I don't have time. I don't have time. And the first thing I say to them, especially when guys, guys, this is one I've thrown the I say, you remember when you met that little girl? that lived all the way on the other side of town. <laughs> but you always found a way to get there. Yeah, you, did. you didn't care if you had to call Bob, 
to give you a ride over to Jeff's house, who then you had to walk over to her house. But you found a way. So what it comes down to, uh, us being humans and how we think, if it's something we really want, we'll find a way to do it. And we have to walk through burning glass. We'll figure out a way to do it. Some, some people, the whole working out, exercise thing, it's all in the mind. And I've, I've talked to you about this. If you tell yourself you can't do it, you won't be able to do it. You know, the hardest part is walking through the door. You know, the hardest part is staying consistent. The hardest part is going when you don't want to go. Because once you make that, I think I'm going to miss the day, I ain't going to go, it becomes so much easier to not go the next day, and the next day, and the next day. It's, it's consistency and just knowing the value to you. How valuable is it to you to do it? That seems to be half the battle. Like that is the half the battle almost all the time. Is getting the strength to muster up strength to getting out of the sense of I'm tired and exhausted. You know, I just got done with work. You know, the work because uh, I was the other one. The balance of work and workout life. Like we all get exhausted after work, and then the want and drive to go to the gym and do that. Some people not seeing the benefit of like, well, I'm tired and I'm frustrated with work, so this is the best time to go to the gym because then I can work my frustration yep. out that way and create that as the habit that instills the day. Is that is that one of yours, Megan? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. My job right now doesn't allow me to do it after work, so I'm finding that going in the morning sets the tone for me. I, I hate working out in the afternoon. I hate it. Because I feel drained. I, I don't feel I can give 100%. That's why I prefer working. Working out in the morning for me is kind of like that primer on the carpet. It, it, it wakes me up. I'm wide awake. Even though a lot of times now, I'll go work out, go home, take a shower, let my body relax yep. for about an hour, get back up, get dressed, boom, I'm done. But I'm, I'm wide awake. I, I don't go back to sleep. I, I'm wide awake. Now, when I work out in the afternoon, which I do sometimes, but I prefer not to, it's, okay, now I have to go change clothes, go to the gym, work out, and I just, it's a primer for me. Yeah. It's a primer for the rest of the day for me. And I believe people just... Some, a lot of things... I, I talk to a lot of people a lot of times because I get a lot of shit from working out. Yeah. A lot from everywhere. Yeah. And it's finding what's important for you and just figuring out that you do have time. Yeah. That you do have the time. You know, oh man, you know, okay, man, I'm so, I work all this, you know? Okay, well, I was a single parent, going to work, going to school, and DJing on the weekend. And I still, yeah, and, I, and, and still found time to work out. Still found time to work out. It's all in what you want. I mean, and, and dudes, most guys spend more time washing their trucks and their their side by sides and 
cleaning their guns, then taking that half hour, 45 minutes to go do some push-ups and sit up. So what is what is a good amount of time that a person can like, can set aside? What is what is a is there an ideal amount of time? Or you can is, do you can do a, a full body weight exercise in thirty minutes, just like that feel bad. You can do a good one, a good nonstop circuit in twenty minutes, and and burn 300, 400 calories. Wow! Quick. So so it's not. It's not about whether there is enough time. It's about setting the time aside to just do the thing and not making it seem like it's such a a big yeah. drawn out. You have to spend like two hours. Yeah, right. and, like and but see, but that's how it used to be. Guys would go to the gym and they'd be there two hours. Yeah. And now the the emphasis is 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 combination exercise. Okay. Uh, exercises that work more than one muscle group. Right. You know, like now when we're at the gym and we're doing burpees, I no longer do burpees. I do burpees and shoulder presses. Or I do burpees and squatted, I do squatted front raises. You know, I don't just do the burpee no more. Or if we're doing shoulder presses, I'll throw scissor hops with it just to give me cardio. You know, it's compound, uh, compound exercises work more than one muscle group, so you have the ability to to burn more, to burn more calories. Yeah. In less amount of time. Yeah, it's more gains in a sense, kind of, because, you, yeah, you, you're working more muscle groups, so you're getting more of a workout, more results, and if you keep that, you keep back in that consistency yep. on, the results become... And, it, and that's you know, different than, like I said, their body. Um, it, Fit Body is a great place. Yeah. I, I love it, and it really helps for those people that that need that that accountability. Yeah. You know, if, if you're fresh to working out and you need some to be held accountable, and you need some structure in it, and I'm not just gonna say Fit Body. I'll say Burn. I'll say Orange Theory. Anything like that. But hey, I'm a I'm a coach at Fit Body, and I love my Fit Fam. I've been coaching there for five years in April. I've actually been a part of it for six, and I've seen it grow quite a bit. And I, I believe we do a lot of good. Yes, I believe we do a lot of good. Being that I lived there too, yeah. The accountability part—that was like that was my job. Yeah. Holding people accountable and making sure that. If we don't, it's not about taking your money. It's about because taking. Taking your money advertises money. Yes. There, there's no marketing in taking your money. The marketing comes from results. That's where, that's where the marketing comes. Man, damn, you look good. Where, 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 where you working? Oh man, I, I, I go to Fitbot. Half hour a day, four five days a week. Best marketing ever. Man. I, maybe I need to start going in the gym. I'm paying. I ain't. I've been. What, what's the old saying? I've had a gym membership for six months, yeah. and I've seen no changes. Yeah. Maybe I need to start going in the gym. That kind of circles back to like habits, though, like and how we've just become this society that's. Like just used to like instant results and yeah. like 
But the, that the long game is like your your health is a long game. Right. And the sad thing, Megan, is that I think just people just don't want want to put in the extra work for something that they're not going to see the results in for months. They kind of like you said, they want instant. They want it right now, and something that they have to wait. And, and 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 work and sweat every day is is just not worth it to them. But you have to look at and it's proactive, it's preventive, you know, because working, working out and paying that gym membership is probably gonna be a lot cheaper than your ass passing out with a heart attack and paying that doctor bill. It's gonna be a lot cheaper. And it's gonna hurt a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, right. And, and a lot better result. And true that, at, unfortunately, a, a good friend of mine from high school actually died on a weight bench doing, doing chest presses. He had a heart attack. I, we don't know. But it's kind of like insurance. You pay for insurance and you don't know you're gonna have an accident, but you still pay that insurance. That's fair. <laughs> that is, that is in case shit. Yeah, it's, it's, in case, it's in case somebody run into your ass. We want $150 a month. Yep. You might go your entire life and don't have an accident, but we still want that $150 a month. You pay that every month, and we have to. So why would you try to take care of yourself the same way? Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, Brandy, my wife and I, we've had this conversation. Uh, her family has heart disease. And I was like, well, since you know your family has heart disease, seems like you want your heart to be as strong as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like you would want to work out yeah. and, 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 and make sure make sure your body is in, in top shape in case something does happen. Because then, unfortunately, if something does happen, your body will recoup better being stronger than not. And it's interesting taking into consideration switching the idea of it being a burden, saying it's just like insurance. You pay for insurance the same way. Why not just look at working out the exact same way? Yep. You're putting in the gains to ensure your longevity in case something does happen. Because you're more likely to recover better if you are on top of it than you would if you were not. Yep. And that's enough of that's enough motivation for me. That makes plenty of sense. Yeah. I mean, we, we get the oil checked. Right, do, do you wait for your motor to lock up before you change the oil? <laughs> well, it's your name, that. Carl Allen. <laughs> it wasn't me. No, so I had a friend of mine. He had a really nice car, and he would come out to visit when I was in the military base. We would go out and check out Tempe and Bay in right, uh, right. Arizona. And uh, it was a nice car. We used to make fun of it because he was like, dude, how'd you get a car like this? This dude wasn't a car enthusiast at all. One day he's like, man, I don't know what happened, but my engine seized on me. I was like, when was the last time you checked the oil? He said, what do you mean? I said, have you ever checked the oil? He said, I didn't even know where the oil stick was. Wow. I was like, yeah. it is. <laughs> like, you didn't even check That's health, that's life, yeah. that's everything yeah. right there. If you don't look at it, you don't check it, that's what's going to happen. And next thing, you land on a bed, you got a tube in your nose. And your your family sitting next to you, it's it's gonna be all right. And and they just look. 
they just brought you a Tylenol that you just about to give them eighty dollars for. Yeah. One Tylenol. No lines detected. Hey, the, the the biggest shot I was watching it was CNN, and they they have this they have this pill that will stop people from um, admitting uh, giving AIDS to other people. Really. Wait, they would stop what? Transmitting. Stop a person with AIDS from transmitting. Oh, wow. AIDS to another yeah, person. Yeah. Now, those pills for a 30 day supply, $1,800. So they, 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 have, they have this guy, the, the big farmer, in this congressional meeting. And this lady is like, so, blase, blase. Can you explain to me why such a substantial pill is costing $1,800 for a 30-day supply? But in Mexico, you can get the same 30-day supply for $8. What? In Canada, you can get the same 30-day supply for $8. And he says, well, yeah. those are generic. So you literally have a thousand percent markup on something that you can get somewhere else for almost nothing. You would rather make a profit than help it. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm a server. I, I go out of my way to help it. And that's that's the really sad thing about living in this country. As much as I love this country, I fought for this country. Money, money, capitalism. It's it's all about half of these people will run children in the ground to make a fucking profit. It's 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 ridiculous. You know, it's it's all about and a lot of times it's not even Right, let me stop because I can go. This could go all day. This this could go. I'm telling you. That's fair. Seems you. I would. I, I would. I, if you could elaborate at least in because I, I agree. There's there's a it's, there's a strong there's so representation in regards to that. Right. It it used to and it's funny. I and I'll, I'll bring music into it because I think music is a good. Connectivity. I remember back in the day when it used to be about love, and love was about the connectivity of intimacy and, and the people and R and B, what it used to be. Right. And then I remember about the moment yeah. music changed from being about personal interaction to being about money, and then being about just sexual exploitation, and then seeing how chasing the bag became all of that, and it became all part of. But it's 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 I it's way deeper than that. Yeah. I think we're gonna have to get together again. Yeah. It's, it's way deep, dude. I think I think if we ever do that, if we go down that road, it's, I'm gonna have to bring my friend Yugen because he is also somebody oh. who has yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, I, I can go, I can go. I actually had brandy because we've had conversations about the whole black and white. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I'm sorry, I have this thing that I'll say sometimes, like, that's a white man. 
You know, those black people just don't, we don't do shit like that. And she's like, why do you always say that? And I said, you know, some things are just so evident that you don't see. I said, there's a book I want you to read. Just read it and maybe your eyes will open. You will see a lot more things clear. It's called White Rage. It, it maps out all the way back from slavery, all the way up to Jim Crow. It, it maps it out and explains why it was done. And and when, when, she, when she, she said, wow. I, I see so much more now. I see so much more. And I said, it, it's not trying to be negative. It's just for you to understand. Just to understand a little bit more. We know, like, my, my kid made the comment about, I, I asked her, I said, you know who Barack Obama was? And she said, yeah, he was the first black president. I said, no, he wasn't. I said he was the third black president. This needs to be addressed. Do your history, brother. Do you, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. He was the third black president. There were actually two black presidents before George Washington. That's why they call it history. Because it's his story. That's why I have such an issue with religion. Dude, I tell you, Carl, this this dude, this could go and go, but I have to go to work. But I, anything to me that has been created by man has only been created for man's benefit, regardless of what it is. I, I mean, you gonna? Are you religious? Are you religious? I I, I believe in a higher power. I, I've seen things that are totally unexplainable unless unless there are aliens. Do there, are there aliens? I hope so, because if they're not, this is a total waste of fucking space. You know what I'm saying? We got all of this galaxy out here and there's nobody but us? That would kind of suck. This is dumb. Wasteful. I love that. I love that stuff. That's, come on. Like, that's a waste of space. That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. We know as life to be. It just. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It would be totally ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. We got all this. Okay. If there is a God, I mean, why put us all on one planet? Then you got all this other room. Come on. Being the people that we are, if we have space, excuse me, I just spent. If we have space. We're using that shit. Yeah. We we stick it somewhere. We putting up condos, amusement parks. We're using the space, bro. That's you know. That's just how I look at it. Yeah. So I I'm not. I gotta go work, bro. No, thank you. Come here. Yeah. I hope you got what you wanted. Yes. So I'm with you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's that was right. That's all right. That's that. And I don't feel like. Um. I hit me, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for spending this time with us uh, again here at Josiah's Coffee House. Um, 
it has been an effort to present real life conversations, real topics, things that I know we deal with on a daily basis to the people listening, whomever is deciding to listen. A lot of it is for me, <laughs> but, but I want to share because in my journey, I know that we are also on the same journey in our own right. And if there is any nugget of information that can help you and can plant a seed in your growth, that is success for me. It's all that matters. That is success for me. So thank you all again for joining us. Thank you, Megan, as always, for being present and being here. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Keep pushing, keep driving, keep doing, keep pursuing whatever it is that you are pursuant of that is for your benefit, your growth, and for the benefit of others. And uh, we reach will out when you need help. reach out when you need help. Don't let your pride stop you from seeking help. Had I let my pride get in the way, I would not have had that great conversation with Ian, and I wouldn't have found a mentor there willing to support me in my endeavors. So, it's possible. Let's go take on this day. Let's, let's go. Y'all have a great rest of your day. We're out of here. Peace. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. If you enjoyed what you heard today, feel free to share this podcast with anyone that you believe would benefit from the conversation. If you yourself resonated with any topic, please leave a thought in the comments below. The more we can have these open discussions, the more we can come together as a people. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Breakfast At. Today's location, Josiah's Coffee House and Cafe.